Guys, we are in day 13 of reading through Romans. We're happy that you're here with us. Uh, you know, I don't know if you are on your way uh, uh, to work or you're in the gym or, or wherever you're at. We're, we're so happy you're here. And I'm happy I have Steve Austin here. He's our, he is our prison ministry pastor. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Steve, we're using this time to get to know uh, uh, some of our staff members. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Okay. So uh, married to the woman of my dreams. I tell people all the time she is the most incredible woman in the entire world for me. So God knew exactly what he was doing, and she helps hold me accountable in places that I need to be held accountable. She's my best friend. Um, we waited about five years until we had kids, and we did that kind of on purpose because we wanted to develop that friendship first so that when our kids went off and went on their merry way, then we would still have incredible relationships. So that's that. we've been able to foster that throughout our our uh, journey. We have two kids. Um, Ellie Grace is 18, and Eli is about to be 15. So two teenagers in yeah, the home. Which means college cost is soon, and then yeah. weddings and... All that yeah. other stuff. Well, you know, we're, we're talking about positive things. So right. let's stay oh, yeah. on the positive oh, note oh, for a minute. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine, you know, it's not paying for college. It's that she's leaving right. to go to college. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I can't imagine my 15-year-old even being near that place in three years from now. It's oh, craziness. Gosh. It's craziness. Well, I, I'm happy you're here. Sorry to to bring things down a little bit. Let's lift them back up with God's word. Uh, you are reading Romans seven fourteen through twenty five, yes, sir. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take it over? Okay, all right. Thank you, friend. Romans seventeen fourteen through twenty five. Um, coming off the first fourteen verses here in Romans chapter seven, Josh Ranga just uh, gave you that uh, that last perspective on the first part of this chapter. Did such a great job as he always does. This sets up the close-out part for this part of the chapter, that first part does. So Paul offers us hope as he reveals the struggle and balance between flesh and spirit, which takes place in all of us. Verse 14, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Now, as you already know, that's the natural human nature. We are born in Adam, and we naturally are selfish. Verse 15, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But that which I hate to do is what I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is not myself who does it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. You know, it just kind of reminds me of Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who has the capacity to understand that? So as Paul is talking about himself and the struggle, he says, I know that the good itself, no good in itself dwells in me. That's not in my human nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, that is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me, 
that does it. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually call that the doo-doo section of scripture. <laughs> I don't know if I can get away with that. I hope I can. Okay. So through Paul's transparency, he reveals his own personal struggle to live out the perfect life that he desires to live out, but yet he can't seem to make that happen. You know, I mean, isn't that the exact struggle that we all experience as humans? So, after evaluating and being honest with himself and transparent with the readers, he then comes to a conclusion. I love this part. I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me, for in my inner being, we'll come back to that word, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind. Remember that one? We'll come back to it. And making me a prisoner to the law of sin at work within me. We'll come back to that too in a minute. What a wretched man that I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And then here's the ultimate answer. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now watch this. He considers himself, catch this. Paul considers himself delivered from this predicament, though he hasn't mastered the struggle just yet. How is that? How can that be? Here's how. Last verse. So then I myself in my mind, I'm a slave to God's law, but in my spiritual, in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Okay, so what does this mean? How does he live delivered from the predicament, though it's still a struggle? All right, that comes back to verse 22 and 23. When we were talking about the inner being, the law of the mind, and the law of the actions, okay? That's the spiritual man. That's the soul. That's the way we process things through the mind. And then that's the behavior. All right, now watch this. Paul knew that at the deepest inner place of who he is, he was already redeemed. His inner being is the real spiritual self that delights in God's law. The law of his mind is the reality of the daily struggle he experiences, which attempts to define him through the continual struggle more than the reality of God's perspective, because he sees that, and, it, and that he sees what he goes through. He feels that. His mind is trying to make sense of the struggle that's going on physically, but yet with the reality of what's happened spiritually. And to make this struggle even more believable, he sees the law of sin at work through his actions, which can validate the fleshly reality more than the spiritual reality. So, wrapping up here, here's what I want you to know. You will live one of two ways through your struggle with flesh and spirit. Number one, the reality that you experience will tell you what is true, or number two, truth will tell you what is real. How does Paul balance the struggle? Listen, I want you to catch this. At the deepest part of self, the heart has already been transformed instantaneously when he received Christ as his Lord and Savior, as with us. 
we are a new being. We are when we are we are transformed instantaneously. We are a new creation in Christ. The mind, however, is in the process of gaining the understanding that went on spiritually. In other words, the mind is in the process of being renewed. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind is catching up to the reality of the complete work that has already been done in your heart, that you are spiritually already whole and complete in Christ Jesus. The more we focus on God's perspective of us, the more we live out of the natural overflow of what God has already completed deep within us. Steve, thank you so much for your time today. Very, very grateful. Love it. Good stuff. Uh, We are going to see you later on uh, as well uh, as we get to the end of this uh, Romans reading. Uh, Good word. Thank you so much. And for the little nugget, the the doo-doo section. Is that is that, oh, yeah. is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Very grateful for you. I uh, love who you are, your humor, and what you bring to the table for New Vision. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't got plugged in with the prison ministry uh, in serving, I would encourage you to do so. Steve is a great leader, and there are many, many opportunities. Thank you very much. God bless you.